guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I am so excited to welcome Melissa Lee Hughes to the TNT mic. She's a best-selling author, international speaker, TikTok guru, and of course, she's a mom. She's even been on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she has an amazing journey where she was kind of down and out, but then she answered the call. She took a leap of faith, and now she's thriving through TikTok of all places. So this is an awesome conversation for all of my humans that are weary about getting onto social media. We got to shift the narrative and the perspective into seeing the opportunity at hand, the ability to reach all kinds of different people and cultivate community through your genuine, authentic gifts and passions. This is such an amazing story and such an inspirational story for us to really lean into our heart space and listen to the opportunity that's around us. Trust your gut. Answer the call. Melissa, thank you for such an amazing conversation. I can't wait to see how your business and your impact grows. Be sure to listen to us wherever you get your podcast and check us out on YouTube for all your videos. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am so excited today. I met this human in the bathroom at PodFest, and I know it was so meant to be. It was so serendipitous uh, because we immediately connected and then had a quick convo and then reconnected. And then we found out we had all this in common, and we were kind of on different paths, but in motion with a similar journey. And this is a conversation that I get all the time about leaning into social media, answering the call, and kind of following our heart, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense immediately. We're kind of pulled in a direction. And this human did it. She, she answered the call. It didn't make sense immediately. And she, she leaned in. And I think so many of us right now are in that space with 2022, things are changing, like the landscape in business and personal worlds, expectations, society, so, so many things are evolving and jobs opportunity, the way we get by and make our living and fulfill our purpose is evolving. And there's really a, amazing tools at our hands um, that we may or may not want to embrace because social media has such a stigma around it. But this yeah. person, Melissa Lee Hughes, is coming to the mic. She's a best-selling author, international speaker, TikTok guru, and of course, a mom. She has been on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she helps people find their voice, grow their audience, and influence through social media. She says, your story, your product, your service is important and the world needs to hear it. And she wants to help you share it. So you can already tell we're in, a, in alignment. Melissa, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we have so much to unpack today. I can't tell you how many times I have heard, um, obviously, KO Alliance, my company, we do consulting and, and marketing and branding, tons around social media because it's cost and time effective when you get the right key voices, but there's so much cringe around it. And I don't even like putting that out there and saying it out loud now, but it's the truth. And some of my best people, my best varsity humans that have such incredible stories don't want to share it because it just, it feels myopic. But Melissa has an incredible story. I want her to give some of her background, but how she quite literally answered the call. And I, I went to her speech at PodFest and it was absolutely one of my favorite speeches because it was so real, honest and human. And I have full faith she's going to be a leader in this space, already is, but really on the next level. So I'm pumped to have her here to share this journey because I know so many of my listeners are, listeners are in this spot. But Melissa, give us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got onto TikTok in general. Yeah. So, um, I actually had lost my job during COVID 
And um, it was kind of in this spot of like, okay, what's the next step? Not really sure. And my husband and I had just recently moved back from living abroad in the UK. And I decided that um, the only job that was really available to me at the time was the job in childcare. And I have two little ones. Um, uh, at the time, they were four and three. And I would have to go drop them off at one end of the building and I'd go and work in another area which was not the dream. I mean, I didn't really want, if I was going to be with like at home with my kids then at least I'm spending time with them, but I don't really want to be dropping my kids off and then looking after other people's. Um, so I was like, I either want like a thriving career or I want to be at home with my children. So I was really trying to like think about what I could do. And obviously we're in a pandemic. And so anyways, um, I kind of was in that space for a while. I had applied for jobs got turned down left and right. And I just was like, no doors are opening. And then in January of 2021, I really felt God start speaking to me about posting videos on social media. And I'm a, I'm a Christian. And I just thought it was so random and out of left field. I'd never really, um, like just never really considered doing anything like that. But, um, anyways, it was just so blaringly obvious to me. And I just felt like it was a sign from every direction. And so, um, I ended up talking to my husband about it one night and I was like, Hey, I just feel like I'm supposed to like go on social media and start posting videos. And he was like, about what? I was like, I'm not really sure. And so anyway, we prayed this one night, God, if this is something Melissa should give her time to, would you just make it clear? And then five days later, I uploaded this video onto a platform I'd kind of heard of called TikTok. And the next morning, that video generated 22 million views, and I landed a spot on the Kelly Clarkson show. And so we felt like that was confirmation. <laughs> I'd say and, so. Yeah. And so I ended up um, just continuing to post on that platform for that next year while I worked in childcare, I would post my videos in my car on my lunch break. And I grew my account to over 200,000 followers. Now, this is amazing. So if, if you listen to turmeric and tequila, uh, I always say like God, universe, Madonna, whatever you believe, I'm a huge Madonna fan. Um, there are signs all around us and they're pulling us in different directions. And we're not necessarily taught to lean into our own intuition. I think I'm a generation ahead of you. I know I'm older than you, but you, it's like, we saw our parents work and you kind of just have this idea of you go to work, you, you know, work hard, doesn't matter if you care or not, you get a paycheck and you support your family and your, your, your purpose and your mission are not really tied to necessarily your career. And the yeah. younger generation, it's coming up more more, but so many of us, like you are questioning a better way. We're kind of clear on what we want, but we're not sure how it fits together. Hence turmeric and tequila. It's like these juxtaposition of things, but maybe if we haven't seen it before, there is a way. What I'm so perplexed by is, um, I'm not necessarily the most religious person, deeply spiritual. And I absolutely think there's something larger than us, bigger energy. And we are pulled to stuff. It's hard to have that awareness, but you mm -hmm. also didn't start out as a really super religious person, correct? No, no. tell yeah, us a little bit right. about that. Yeah. So I didn't grow up in like a Christian home or anything. I'm from Chicago. I live in Michigan now, but, um, yeah, no, it just wasn't like, I didn't even know anybody that like went to church or like, I just, it just wasn't even in my world. And then when I was 19, I came to, uh, or sorry, 18, I came to school in Michigan and, um, at that time, I felt like I was living my best life, right? I've gotten to the dream school that I wanted to get into. I had a great boyfriend. I had loads of friends. Like I was having so much fun, but like in my heart, 
I would like lay my bed, my lay my head on a pillow at nighttime. This sounds very bleak, but I just think, is this what life's about? Like, is life just about like going to school to get a good job, to like have a family, provide for, and then like you kick out your best years in retirement? Like, it just felt very like meaningless. Mm-hmm. And a friend ended up inviting me to church this one day, and I walked in, and I don't know how else to articulate this, but I had an encounter with love. And I like was crying and laughing and um, it was just such like a transformational moment in my life. So I decided to take a year off, kind of like grow in a spiritual, really spiritually, I came into a relationship with Jesus, grow spiritually and just like recenter my life and recenter who I was. And that has just like changed the direction of my life since that point. And so I've like been very intentional about tuning into that voice. Do you think like you've always like think back to like when you were a kiddo, were you always kind of like open-minded, open-hearted? Like, it sounds like you're pretty open to receiving and that's, that's not a skill set or an innate ability to be overlooked, but like, do you feel like that's kind of in your DNA or your personality? Yeah, I guess so. I've never thought about that so much, but I think so. I think like, yeah, I think I am like, I was always more open, um, but not also like looking for it. Whereas now, like I'm much more open to receiving. Um, Whereas when I was a kid, I don't think I even contemplated that as much. Do you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's worth noting because as we get older, I think I'm, uh, I'm, I had a fearlessness as a kiddo. Like I just knew if like I could get to a top 20 D one lacrosse team, like just get me there. Even though if I'm not justified to be there, I will earn my way in. Like I didn't question that. And that has served me as I've gotten older, but on other things, I don't think I've been as open, um, uh, probably just cause I was guarded from, you know, like heartbreak or failure or these things. And I'm, a, I'm a tough human, but like, there's just stuff you don't, you're not really aware of like of these skills or, or, you know, walls that you kind of build. So I think mm-hmm. this is such a poignant conversation. If you're religious or not to just really like take some time and like, listen to what intuition God universe Madonna is pulling you, because I think there are some glaring, um, like I, I would say, say like red arrows in the forest. Like if you, life is a forest and like if you look up, sometimes there's just like an arrow in a direction that you should go, but it's hard to pause and see where the arrows are. Like we're always trying to work and figure it out and, and try, try, try. And sometimes it's just about pausing and really thinking like, gosh, this doesn't make sense, but I feel called to get on like video, like get on TikTok and make videos. Like how yeah. random is that? So random. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's such a thing in our culture right now too, where it's like hustle, 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 get it, get it, get it, like achieve, achieve, achieve. And there's like, so I, I personally feel like the seasons of my life where I've like let go and surrendered and listened have been the most fruitful and impactful, but also the most challenging. You know what I mean? Yes. I think to be still, because again, it goes against everything we've ever been taught to do, like do more. What I mean, I wake up all the time. Like my off days are almost my harder days, especially like when I'm not doing my fitness stuff, because I'm thinking of all that I need to get done. And it's almost like I'm paralyzed by all the, the checklist and we don't get it done versus just like fully actually taking a break, like not just not yeah. working out, but like actually being still and listening and like receiving, like really connecting with like how you feel about whatever it is. And this is why this conversation is so important. It's not really necessary about like making a million dollars or billions of dollars or being a TikTok star or podcaster or whatever. It's really about mental health. I think if we can all pull back 
and just wait for a second. Like, what do we authentically want to do? What are our core values? What do we care about? Do we need to be fulfilled on purpose? I think that's always been important, but now more important than ever. And if we can listen to those calls, I actually think it will save lives. Like you get into suicide Mm. and such heavier conversation, but this, this conversation, while it seems lighthearted and following your passion, I truthfully believe if we can chase our purpose and listen, it will, it will save lives uh, down the road and in, in massive margins. That's so good. I love that. I love that so much. You're so right. You're so right. It's, well, it's just a, it's a juxtaposition. This is why I love this because you answered such an intense call and it was telling you to get on top TikTok. So God was literally like, go get on TikTok. And when people yeah. think, you know, get a TikTok, it's like, especially if you're over 30, it's like cringe. I don't want to do that. And I actually have a lot of good things. To say. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just don't know, and like, I, you know, there's actually a lot of great mental health stuff on it and it meets, meets our kiddos where they're at. Like there's so many advantages, but all you do is kind of hear the negatives to social media. And that's the truth, but that's also our world. There's negatives to, there's injury in sports. Like there's negative to all the positive. Yeah. And that's something I've become like much more passionate about too, as I've like moved into this space is like, there's everyone, it seems like everyone hates social media, mm-hmm. right. Other than the people that are making money from it, but they're, but every, <laughs> I know so many of my friends are like, I'm taking a break. Yeah. I'm off social media because of that whole like comparison thing. And I had a friend ask me recently, she's like, Melissa, how have you navigated this world, this whole social media world. And I just was like, you know, I feel like there's a difference between turning up to be affirmed as opposed to turning up to affirm. Mm. And I feel like I'm always thinking about the person on the other side of that screen. I might not ever meet them. I might not see their face. I might not know anything about them, but the fact that I can turn up on video say an encouraging message and be a force for good on the platform. Mm -hmm. And knowing that like, I could be affirming somebody going through something really difficult at that time. To me, I see social media as an incredible tool to be an agent of change and like goodness in the world. Boom. That that's beautiful. And I, uh, being, you know, I'll be 40, I'm 41, I'll be 42 in October. So I kind of came into social media a little bit late, but being an entrepreneur, I saw, these beautiful advantages that it gave for my small business to now compete with big businesses. So I saw advantages early on. I of course was coaching my young humans for women's across at a high school. And so I saw like the impact of, you know, they're looking at their phones and they're downloading this reality of like super fit women that I know have eating disorders. And so there's just like all this smoke and mirrors. This is why we started the podcast, but that, but that's life. Like you can't, this is where things move and evolve. And I think honest conversations are real, but the most important thing like that you just highlighted are intentions. I think we need to be grounded humans, but like be intention. And if this is an avenue for you to truthfully put out positivity, that faith in that process. And, and just knowing that like, this is positive. It comes from my heart and I'm putting it out there. I think that in itself is enough to come back, combat any of the negative that, you know, kind of comes with this social media situation. Um, I like that your friend asked you that. How do you like consciously, like, do you like limit on scrolling? Are you just like grounded enough to kind of look at stuff and let it pass? Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like there's a huge difference between, like I said, turning up to be like, um, like looking at other people's lives and being like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I was more like this. So I should be more like that. And it can be really easy to fall into that. But I think it's really important that um, if you do need to take a break, that you do take a break. But I just think it's really good to turn up and see social media as like a tool rather than a place where you need to get affirmed or the number of followers that you get or the number of likes that you get. 
I think you just, yeah. And two, like, I obviously feel very like called to it. Yeah. So I think there's that like underlying knowing that I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think anytime something becomes a lifestyle, it's a little bit dangerous outside of something that's like, you know, religion or family or things like that. But like, you know, like tequila, like I love tequila, but it can't be a daily thing. And I don't want it to be like, so anytime it becomes like this lifestyle situation versus like you said, a tool or, um, something that's, you know, helping people reach out or it's something, you know, for fun or, you know, like your attitude around it and, uh, the way you digest it fully, I think is the shift in how you can appreciate things. And I think the more positive intention you have around it, the more positivity you will receive back and in turn put out. So Again, just like the real world, there's horrible things going on all the time. Like you look at our doctors and they see like, you know, doctors in um, uh, youth, youth pediatrics or youth oncology, like kids with cancer. Like, I don't know how some of these doctors show up daily and help these kids. And of course there's losses, but on the flip side, there's so many saves and there's so many beautiful stories and miracles within it. Um, And I'm not comparing (laughs) necessarily TikTok to our doctors, but the truth is if you're finding your purpose, doesn't matter if you're a TikTok or a doctor, we all have these different missions. It's about fulfilling that mission. So it's, and even in that, you shouldn't really compare it even though I just did. Um, so yeah. I, I really, I really, I love this and I can't wait to share this with so many of my budding entrepreneurs. Cause I tell them, I'm like lean into social media. It's yeah. extraordinary to get in touch with amazing people from all over. Can you share with us like a story where you maybe t- spoke with someone or connected not only about being a mother, but maybe being, um, an inter- like international, like having two different cultures, but you connected or something that was like extraordinary that you could connected because of social media. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I did a video where I was saying like what I would say to my kids or like stuff that I try to say to my kids on a regular basis, which is just like, um, it's gone. The video has gone viral. It's gone viral. I don't even know where like people have taken the sound and made it theirs at this point. (laughs) It's off. Um, but it's about how like mommy loves you on your good days. Mommy loves you on your bad days, blah, blah, blah. And what ended up happening as I had a guy who owns a um, publishing company in Florida, a children's book publishing company, reach out to me and he wanted to do a kid's book out of that TikTok. And so that tick, like the exact words, which I did in my car on my lunch break, I think I was even wearing a pajama shirt in the video. (laughs) Um, That, that video has been made into a kid's book and that kid's book now has been distributed like world, like worldwide. And so it's just like, and it's all about love and it's all about like helping parents communicate that intentionally to their kids. And anyway, me and this guy, like we've become really good friends. I've saw him down in Florida and we've like, I love him and his wife. Like they're awesome. We've built a relationship, but also like the relationships that have been built through the people that have gotten my kids book and the feedback I've gotten from it. Like, it's just amazing. And it all happened from this like short one minute video on TikTok. That's un it's unbelievable. I mean it's yeah. In this day and age, like if you don't see it as a tool and as an opportunity, it's pretty unreal. And I, I want people do get really wrapped up in making things perfect or like, I'm, I'm scared to get on the mic or this attitude around, like, it's so myopic for me to get in front of the camera and do this. How do you kind of like, maybe with yourself or with your clients, like help people just let go of everything being perfect and just get on the mic or get in, get in front of the camera. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I think a lot of people, like they want it all to be all put together before they turn up. 
And even like how they're turning up. So like a big thing on TikTok is you talk to the camera, like you're talking to your best friend, right? But a lot of people struggle to do that. They freeze on camera and they don't know how to just like be themselves. But my biggest piece of advice is just like, everybody has something good to say. Everybody has something to share. And I think we get in our own way. Like, again, I started while by posting videos in my car on my lunch break. It's like, you have to use what you have today. So if all you have is your phone and a quiet car, great, perfect lighting. <laughs> it's like, just, just like, just start, just start with where you're at. Like that, that actually, that video that I did that got turned into a kid's book. I think that was like, maybe like one of my 10th videos and I had no idea what I was doing. So it's like, you just never know how like your small thing that you think doesn't matter could actually impact hundreds, thousands of people. Uh, you just man. need to start. This is, this is why I know we crossed paths because I come from the space of influencers and brand ambassadors long before Instagram or any of this, because it didn't, I mean, this was like early 2000s and I was helping small companies um, with cost and time effective ways to like get key community leaders or influencers like coaches to, you know, support their brand product service. And then also Instagram took off. So it was like influencers was the thing. And I love um, how important you make that each person has a story. And that's what I always say, because every person is so different and everyone's an influencer. People think just because you're not yeah. on TikTok or anything else, the way you walk into the gym or your room or your kid's classroom, people are watching. They watch what you do. They watch what you eat. They watch what's on your shirt. That's why I wear my, my brand all the time because I bleed it. Like <laughs> little things are being consumed all the time. So if you can understand you're an influencer anyways, why not just record it and get on the mic or get in front of the camera? Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think that's something else too, is knowing like everybody is influencing somebody at some level. And I think where people get hung up is they look at other people with larger platforms or stuff that have happened to them. And they think, well, like, I'll be honest with you. When God was like speaking to me about videos, a thought process that I had was like, why would I get on there when there's a sea yeah. of voices? Like there's so much, like we need to drown out the noise. We need less voices. Yeah. Um, but I remember specifically being in my kitchen and I went to reach for my kitchen or my refrigerator door handle. And cause I was about to pull something out and I felt God speak to me in that moment. And he just was like, yeah, but nobody's got your voice. Oh, and I just, I mean, like, <laughs> just, you've got a cell phone number. Like how is yeah. this like so clearly coming through? Maybe I need to light more candles or something. <laughs> You crack me up, but it just like, it did it like totally stopped me in my, in my tracks. And I was like, that's true. And the way that like, I will connect with somebody will be different from the way you connect with somebody, but every single voice is important and matters. Yeah. It's well, the thing is, and I always try and keep this in my own mind because I actually, I don't mind TikTok. And I, again, I appreciate, so appreciate it from the biz, business side or more Instagram. That's more my lane, but we're going to get into TikTok eventually um, per your, per your guidance. But it's just because I appreciate it. But like, if you really understand that, again, people are kind of watching anyways, and the influence is there, you might as well as just like jump on and embrace it and and take advantage of the opportunity that's there and really kind of shift your narrative around it. And I have to work on this myself on the daily. Cause sometimes it's just like, do I want to say this to like, you question yourself, but if it's there at all, I think you just got to lean in and just do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, something that's like, just like a practical tip is like, what's interesting is right now, as we're talking, I'm like thinking of all these things. I'm like, Ooh, I should say this. I could say that. And a lot of times when people get in front of the camera, they just freeze. It's almost like, 
trying to, you know, generate all these creative ideas when you're just like, you, you just, you, you don't have the flow, but a great way to like get into like what you're passionate about, what your, your pain, your struggle, like the stuff that really is in your heart is to have coffee with a friend and talk about those things. Like talk to somebody that's going to pull that out of you, yeah. have a notebook with you and write down like, oh yeah, I'm super passionate about this topic. I love talking about this. So you can turn up to your, to the, to the mic, to the camera or whatever. And you've got a list of ideas of content for you to share. I love that. That's such, that's phenomenal advice. I think also if you um, have this mindset of abundance, there's over 11 billion humans in this world. Like if you really do, if you're, if you kind of have the attitude, which I did of like, you know, it's very myopic, it's very intense to be like, listen to me, look at me. But if you, on the flip side, realize there's 11 billion humans and you have this mindset of abundance, we could do the exact same thing, both of us and still have, you know, 11 billion humans out there that we could shift our, sell our business to our message or whatever. Like there's so many humans, like the idea that you can reach someone is amazing. And I like that you just said, have a conversation with like a friend because we do, we all have such, we walk in such different shoes, with different experiences. We're called to do different things. We feel like we all just have this different lens of life. And when you can share your version, there's 11 billion humans. Someone's going to identify with what you have to say. Yep. 100%. You're so absolutely right about that. And it's why it's important too, that like you do value what you have, your story, your product, your service, wherever it's at and share that. So tell us a little bit about now, because again, I'm trying to get my entrepreneurs to lean into this mostly not even to make money, but truthfully, like, like you just to share the story, because I know they have so much value in their experience and what they're doing. And I work with all mission driven companies and humans. So there's always something on the underlining of like charity, nonprofit, or they did this, it was their family recipe. Like there's always this deeper meaning behind the humans I work with. So their story is invaluable. But how did you kind of like you started in your car, you built up, how did you really fully start to align your purpose through social media? Like when did that intentionally start? Was that immediate? No, it, well, kind of, I think, you know, my like passion, my ultimate mission and my ultimate passion is really, you know, I, I just find before I really had that personal relationship with God, I just felt so lost. Mm -hmm. And I know that feeling of feeling like lost, confused, um, a sense of like worthlessness. So like my ultimate passion and my ultimate goal is to help people like know that like they're not alone and that God's looking out for them and whether or not they know it or they believe it or not because I know there's a lot of like I mean everybody has an opinion on that sure. but to me I'm just like he's there and he loves you and he's with you and he's for you and so like to I think like social media is kind of like a vehicle um to kind of like share that or spread that and spread that goodness. Um, but I think that mission is like the ultimate goal and how that's being outworked is going to happen in like different forms, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, well, I liked how you answered the call, but also didn't know the how, like you didn't really have like the 10 year business plan and da, 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 da. And yeah. then like, you know, this video comes up now you have, you're a bestselling author. Like, so I, I really want people to hear that you, you truthfully just leaped into blind faith and it, you trusted yeah. that like the stone would be put out. You took the step and like another stone would be laid out and you kind of just kept showing up. And I, I also want to be clear, but sometimes people are like, well, you know, it's famous people that can do that. And did I like, you had no prior following. You had no. no sort of notoriety, like no big connections. This was all from ground zero. Yes. This was all from ground zero. And I think that is the thing is like taking that 
trust, taking that leap of faith and, and trusting that the how will show up. And I think like, you know, something like I've even been learning on my entrepreneurial journey, just being honest, is that like, I, I think I do want to plan, but Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily like, I don't always have the plan. And sometimes you just have to step into it and like, take a step. And like, I'm really big, as you know, I'm talking to God, but I'll just be like, look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how this is like how you're going to put A and B to make C, but somehow I know that you're going to make it happen. And so I think like having that attitude in life um, and that trust factor is really how miracles happen in people's lives. Yes. It's funny because at 41, I got out of CrossFit and have recently, like I fell back in love with it. Like I was basically retired. I competed. I've gone to the games. We've done, you know, the body's tired. The mind was even more worn out, but somehow it flicked back on. And I was like, and I was kind of like redoing my business and replanning some stuff. Cause I want to shift some things. And I also think even if you have like a five, 10 year plan, you got to understand, especially right now, everything's going to evolve in different ways. So like yeah. have an idea, have goals, be clear on what you want. And I actually think that's your core values. Be like more on like what's important to you versus like your business plan, but really being open-minded and open-hearted like Melissa to, to answer the call and understand how you're evolving. Like all of a sudden fitness has come back into my life in a competitive space. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if my mind's going to stay in it. Cause I'm a burnout master. Cause I just overdo things. That's what I do. Um, yeah. and, or if my, my body's going to hang in there, like, I don't know, but like, I'm loving it. And all of a sudden, like I've, I've never posted fitness videos. I've never in, in, you know, 15 years, tons of years of competing as a high level athlete. That was never my vibe, but now it's starting to kind of like roll this audience and like different opportunities are coming in. Like I had no idea I was ever going to care about this again. So I it's, it's, I loved hearing your story. You actually been on my mind a lot. Um, because it was kind of like in my version of like answering the call. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't, it came out of nowhere and I had no idea it was coming. So for anyone that's younger and listening and older and listening, I, I do think there's timing to everything and as in control, uh, as we think we are, you're not really, and it's on time. And so sometimes you just gotta be listening. That's right. And I think so often, like we try to force like the path, we try to make it happen, but like, let go and let God, you know, yeah. and if you're, if you don't know the next step, it's a season of trusting it's a season of letting go. And I, I'm really big on talking about seasons. Like in the winter season, we don't expect flowers to bloom, right? Cause we know it's a winter season. It's a time of like pruning things are dying. Um, so you just, but a lot of times when people are going through a hard time or they're in a winter season, they're like, why aren't the flowers blooming? Mm-hmm. It's like, cause it's not your season, but that doesn't mean that spring or summer isn't coming. And so I think it's really important that we're in alignment with like, where we're at today. And if things aren't happening in the way that we expect or want them to, then maybe it's just not the right time. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but we need to just surrender to our season. Yeah. I love that. And then you got to factor in global warming. So that's a whole thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I, I really like that metaphor because it's the truth. Like we just sometimes you don't also need to understand the process. And again, this works against everything we've ever been taught. And I hope you continue to champion yourself in the, I don't know space because so many professional organizations and corporate situations and some larger things I've consulted. I'm like, Oh my God, like they're so clinging to like how things should be. And they're supposed to be in this. And I'm like, I'm not your consultant. Number one, (laughs) like as you get better in your business, you realize not everyone's a customer, which is fine. Um, but like, just knowing that like you can show the mess, like you can understand. And, and I always say humanize the brand, but like show and say, God, 
universe, Madonna, business, whatever. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on right now. And I trust the next step. Yeah, that's so good. That's exactly right. That's the attitude to have. Um, So tell us, okay, so we've got our first book out. The second book is out, correct? Yeah. So I have a book called She Can Laugh, A Guide to Living Spiritually, Emotionally, and Physically Well. It's a book for women. Um, I wrote it in 2016 and it's all about like, yeah, holistic health before it was really big, but it's about like kind of my spiritual journey and also like, you know, just taking care of the whole, the mind, body, and the spirit. And then I have my kid's book, which is Mommy Loves You When, which was based off of that TikTok. And then I have another book that's going to be coming out to be determined, Okay, but I'm going to call it She Can Trust. It's all about how to trust God in un, um, in like uh, unexpected circumstances. I, I mean, this is literally kind of what we just covered. That's perfect. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. universe speaks. Uh, I think that's so amazing. And ironically, on the flip side, I'm doing like going to be showcasing this whole human approach because in fit like fitness was always my avenue. I always say like the relationship in my life was like competing. Um, I try and compare myself to like Tom Brady where he's Brady where he's got like millions and models at home. I have dollars and dogs, but it's like he just can't let go of football. And so I'm miles from his status, but I kind of understand the mindset because it's just such a pull and drive to my heart. But the point is I want to highlight all the mistakes that I made. And like, we, I discounted like this whole human approach of like rest recovery mindset, like as good as I was athletically, I was hating who I was representing. So that, that impacted it. Was there points in your life where you had one part really good, but everything else was out of whack or vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I kind of feel like we grow like this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like, we'll get this. And then like, we'll be like, Oh, this needs attention. And then we get this and then this needs attention. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes we can like get down on ourselves. Cause we're like, man, I thought I was good at that. Yeah. But oftentimes I feel like you were good at that, but now you're being called into a deeper revelation of what that looks like. So it's not that you are necessarily bad or wrong before or you were so out of alignment. It's like, you're just being called into like a deeper understanding of what that is. And that's a good thing. Yeah. When you reflect on your past, do you see how like earlier pieces of the journey were really preparing you for right now? Oh yeah. Oh my word. Yes. It's funny (laughs) actually, even like, this is kind of a small thing, but even in high school, like I was always asked to do our like announcements, which were on like camera and people were always like, you're so good on camera. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And now like, (laughs) that's my job. Um, that's, so, yeah. I think that's huge. That's like, so that's a huge piece of it. Um, I used, we used to record, this is way before you probably, we recorded mixtapes like off of the radio yeah, and then no, I got like a, yeah, okay. Like a handheld recorder. And so I would do those all the time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward podcasting became a thing. Thank God. But I, I think if anybody takes time to reflect on their past, like somehow it's all adding up to where you are right now. And then yeah. if you didn't know it, then it's okay. If you don't know it now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I do think our our past and our struggles and our pain prepares us for our purpose. Uh, There you go. When you were, when we were talking about um, my TikTok and social media, I was taking some tips and then we're actually going to talk about this on the flip side about like building your relationships and sponsorships for some of these things. But Melissa was one of the great pieces of advice. She's like, how do you want people to feel when they look at your social media? Tell us a little bit more about that. So if somebody's like thinking about getting on and constructing like this whole situation, what's, what's a good base to stem from? Yeah, I think like, first of all, if you're wanting to get on TikTok, you know, you should kind of have content pillars is what I call them. Um, Because a big thing is like, people are like, I'm passionate about this, and I'm passionate about this, but what do I share? It's like, you know, have 
content pillars. So like things that you want to talk about or touch on, be clear on those. And then really like you are selling yourself. So it was interesting to me when I started turning up, people would always say on my videos, they're like, your videos always make me cry. I'm like, they make you cry. Why do they cry? And they're like, oh, you're just so comforting. I'm like, am I comforting? I had no idea. But I was realizing like, that's a part of my brand. Like, I feel like I come across to my friends and everything like joyful, but there's something about who I am that like just brings comfort, it seems to people. So that's been like interesting learning about myself because your brand is how people perceive you, not necessarily like what you think of yourself. So, um, yeah, I guess like maybe asking people around you, like, how do I, how do I show up in the world? Like, what do you see in me? How do I make you feel? And that all aligns with like how your audience is going to be attracted to you and kind of the message that you're going to be sharing. I love that. And we, I think when you look in the mirror, we're always like our toughest critic, Mm -hmm. like what you just said, like what you see may not be what everybody else sees. And so I think that's even a good life practice to like go to your friends and be like, what does, what is that? One of my friends hosted a party and she listed three words for every person that was there. It was really cool. And my words were smart, fierce, and bold. And I never forgot it. And I was like, Oh God. I mean, by no means do I think I'm dumb, but I was like, I I have three (laughs) brothers and they're all super, super like smart and school. I always got good grades, but I didn't really care. I was there to play lacrosse and whatever, and get out of there and do the social side of things. But, um, it was amazing. I was like, wow, really? And so it's, I don't know. I think it's just such a good exercise to see what people are. And I think 99% of the time it's super positive. And you're like, we discredit ourselves so much that it's a good exercise to like, let some of that positivity in. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool because like, you don't realize because it's you, like, Mm -hmm. it's funny. I feel like so often we're like, Oh, I wish I was like, so-and-so I wish I was like, so-and-so, but it's like, but you're you and you, you don't realize the things that come so easily and naturally to you because it's a gift. Yeah. So if you can have other people call it out in you, then you can step into it more. A hundred percent. I will say with you when I met you immediately and I've been around thousands, if maybe, I don't know, maybe hundreds of thousands of influencers, brand ambassadors, leaders, fitness humans, you know, corporate leaders. Um, and there are very few and I side, eye kind of everybody, but that I would say off the bat that are trustworthy. And I'm very, like, mm-hmm. I'm very connected to my gut and my intuition. Yeah. And like, so I know, like, I, I, the only time I've really failed myself in life is when I didn't listen to myself. And that was, that's something I'd say about you is like, immediately I'm like, this human seems trustworthy and mm-hmm. in a clouded space of a lot of people saying a lot of things, I truly think that's one of like the best things you can have and like the most impactful things you have, you can have because not a lot of people are like that. I don't say that from a bad space. I say it from a complimentary space that it's, it's not all that it's bad, but it's like, I think you are in that good of a space. Wow. Thank you. That's so cool. That's awesome that you felt that way. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I hope you can fully receive it. And that's why I'm so excited to see humans like you on the mic or on the camera, because it it's so like, I know firsthand how influential these spaces are and our young people are consuming this and, and, you know, our more mature audience as well, but truthfully, like our future is what I really like care about and, and what I really want to impact. Um, so when I see humans like you on the mic and coming from such pure hearted space, I truthfully have hope in the world and what's going on because I know the gravity of impact that social media can have. So it's a, it's, it's truthfully a, a very, very big deal. Um, so receive that fully. <laughs> in I do. Passage. I love that. Good. Um, okay. So now you're, you know, you're coaching. So this is the other side of, you know, being a good trustworthy human. I think you're going to get other varsity humans coming in seeking advice. Tell us a little bit about the coaching business. Like now you're, you're doing your version, but how are we doing the coaching situation? 
Yeah. So I offer one-on-one coaching for TikTok. So businesses, entrepreneurs, podcasters that are looking to get on the platform and grow. Um, I do one-on-one coaching for them and help them kind of migrate onto the platform and share. And um, that's been fun. And I've really enjoyed like, cause I get to hear then all the good bits about um, like all the gems, all the value that people come with. So, and I help them package that and share on TikTok. That's amazing. And do you feel like you've kind of facilitated this community? Like I think positive energy attracts, mm-hmm. you know, like level energy of, of good people come in and become friends because of this. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like they have. And you know, like, it's just awesome being able to support people and being able to help them really like show up in their authentic way. I love that. Um, and now tell us, I, like I said, of of course, this is, um, where your heart was at. I got an email from Melissa and she's like, I want to do this fundraiser and, you know, buy some shoes for kids. I'm like, of course you do like these. It's just so funny how, like when you get in alignment, the right people come in, the community happens. And I'm like, well, I happen to know a really good friend that runs a shoe charity. And I hope you guys have gotten to connect, but tell us about this fundraising initiative that you have going on. Yeah. So we're going to be, I'm partnering with a school in our local area. And, um, there, there are a group of kids that like are underprivileged and just, we have like a back to school list. And one of the things on that list are gym shoes. And when I read the list, like I saw notebooks, pencils, paper, whatever. But then when I read gym shoes, I was like, oh, wow. Like gym shoes can be expensive. And there are some families that won't be able to get their kids, like just like a pair of gym shoes. Mm -hmm. And so my whole heart behind it though, is like that we wouldn't just get like Walmart, not, not say anything against Walmart, love Walmart, (laughs) but just like your bottom of the barrel shoes, but like get like a nice pair of shoes for the kids. And only because I feel like whenever we kind of raise money for, um, like fundraisers like this, a lot of times they do get just like the bare minimum and it just can send us, send a message to them that like, that's what they deserve. But I would love, I don't know if you've ever gotten like a really nice gift that you didn't feel like you deserved Mm -hmm. to give that to them and be like, it just, you know, it's not about where you come from or anything. It's like, you have value because you're a person and you deserve the best. Boom. I love that. And I think that's a really good example of where you don't always have to have this like grandiose, uh, gesture. I do think this is a, is a pretty solid undertaking, but people get caught up in like, well, I need to raise a million dollars or whatever. And maybe it could be like, you buy a pair of shoes for a neighbor or you start, you, you do something. Um, but I think it's so important with your, your business, business initiative, of course, but really like your heart space to find a larger space to give back. Do you feel like a different level of fulfillment being in lo- involved with this alongside your TikTok and social and everything on the coaching business? Yeah, I do. And I feel like that's something that's like kind of been on my heart too. Cause I'm like, I don't want this platform to just be like, Hey, I'm building the Melissa kingdom. Right. 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 It's like, how can I use this to be generous? How can we like give back, you know, how, <clears throat> really, how can this like serve a greater purpose and a greater mission? Love it. I tell that to my companies all the time. I'm like number one, get a charity, whatever you're doing, you need to align this with something where you're giving back. Yeah. It's good marketing if I can't speak to the heart space and usually I won't work with them, yeah. but, um, but truthfully, it's like, if, if you don't have that extra pull, I mean, it will actually save you more than it saves them. So you need to like put that together. And if anyone's uncomfortable, like getting on the mic, whatever, I'm like, get something, get it, do it for a charity, do it for something that's bigger than you and watch that mind switch of now. It's not just about you. It's for something else. And you can watch the conversation completely do a 180. Yeah, exactly. And I think serving, like turning up to serve, like, that's why I think like there's someone on the other side of that screen 
Like, I don't want to, like, people are like, oh, I don't want to get on there. And what would I say? And, you know, they just think about themselves, but it's like, but think about the other person. Like, how can your message help the other person? And when you turn up to serve rather than turning up to be like, I hope I get some likes. I hope that they like what I'm saying. It's just completely different. So like, I think that's such great advice. It's like, what, like what, who are you doing this for? Why are you doing it? And what's the bigger purpose and the bigger mission? And it does completely change the way that you show up. I love that. Um, I mean, I have so many more questions for you, but I, I think it's so great. I really want people to reach out to you and lean in just at minimum, go check out her social media. And I think you'll, you'll get the vibe that I got where it's like, oh my gosh, I believe you. And as simple as that, I think that's enough to lean in further. Um, I think you have really great parenting advice. Where does, where does all your parenting advice come from? Was this just like, I mean, you're definitely destined to be a mother, but like, did you have great parents or like, where does this stem from? It's so funny. I actually had a fear of being a mom. I genuinely never wanted to be a mom. Um, and so it's so funny. That's actually another like story of how God's changed my life. But, um, I had a really good mom growing up. She was so, just loving and kind. So I think like some of that has come from her. And then some of it too has come from like who I feel like I am in the sense of like wanting to help my kids. My husband is awesome. He is definitely a really huge part in all of that and helped me see things from a bigger perspective. And obviously like I get everything like that book that I did is exactly what I feel like God says to me every day. I love you on your good days and your bad days. So a lot of it too, just comes from like inspiration that God gives me. Such a good listener. Uh, now I, I, I don't want to, this is a flip on the business, which I like, but this is, so you know, if you can pull from this conversation, TikTok, social media, whatever you embrace is an avenue to share your authentic spirit and voice and be purposeful in turn from the business side. I really think it's really critical that you build out your partnerships. And if you're passionate about it, or you're doing a give back, let's build those relationships. I want you to kind of put it into universe right now. Like, tell me about these future partners that you really, truly desire. Maybe we'll check in in like six months in a year and see. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I really want to know, like, put it out there. Like, what are your favorite companies or things, people you'd want to work with, you know, down the road, maybe even tomorrow. Yeah. I love that. I love how you like, you have definitely challenged me so much in this (laughs) and it's still something I'm wrestling with. Cause I like have names come in my head. I'll be like, and I'll be like, Oh, it's never going to happen. There you go. Um, but you have been like, no, like, like do it, believe yeah. for it. And you've seen it happen. So I love talking to you and spending time with you on this. Um, gosh, <laughs> say it, you gotta know. say it. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about, okay. So like, I loved the, when I was working in childcare, I'd always listen to focus on the family and that was, and it's just a, it's a podcast and okay. Jim Daly, <laughs> I'd love to go on his podcast one day. That's kind of fun. Um, I love Lisa Bevere. She's great. Um, the makeup that I use, I use bare minerals and yeah. that like, I had terrible acne and that was like all natural. And I loved it. And I still use it to this day. Love bare minerals. I love H and M. I get all my clothes from there. Premark, which is a clothing store in the UK it's cheap and cheerful, but high, like, um, high fashion, but super cheap, which I love. Um, cheap and yeah. cheerful. <laughs> Don't ever describe and- turmeric and tequila. It's got, we got to have high end turmeric, but cheap and cheerful is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> cheap and cheerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zara, like I love the, that yeah. clothing line. 
And right now, like I'm going to be working with a company called Yumble, which they do, um, like something I talk about on TikTok is helping your kids develop a healthy relationship with food. And they do healthy meals for kids that you can get like pre-ordered to your house. So um, that's exciting. These are huge. Okay. So here's, and if, if you're failing to like make these dots connect, cause you think, oh, now we're just monetizing it, whatever. And I, I'm very careful when I'm like monetizing the passion because it does change things. But on the flip side, if you can really see the 10,000 foot view broaden your perspective and understand that the more revenue you have coming in with the like-minded partners, again, core values have to be in alignment from the company and with yourself. But when you work collectively and you build this community personally or professionally, you have like team every together, everybody achieves more. You have Avenue for large larger impact. So don't get funny about, you know, monetizing situation. And I only say this because this has been so much of my struggle because I believed what I do and I've been burned in the past with the wrong companies, but that was really my fault not doing my due diligence with their core values. Um, and there was less transparency just back in the day, but nowadays you can get in and companies are intentional. Like most of these guys will have major give back causes or they'll, you know, make everything in the USA or everything's sustainability or diversity and inclusion. There's our companies are getting so phenomenal. If you can align on those, work together and sure, broaden your voice, sell more product, whatever, but these are people doing it the right way. You want to elevate these kinds of voices and companies. So it gets, it, you know, it, I don't want to say suppresses, but just kind of like navigates around everyone that's not. So I think like what Melissa is saying, like put into universe, what you want, lean in, know that it's valuable, know that you deserve it, but know that you're doing good and that you are like helping elevate the good in this world by building out these relationships. Yeah, I love that. This is definitely something like I need to move more into this space, which is why I'm so excited that we met. Because um, I think as well for influencers or for TikTok or TikTok even, but just in general, you know, people will just get one off brand deals. But something like I've even been trying to like lean into with some of these companies is like, hey, can we like work together? Like, how can we support each other in the long term? Yes. And I think that that is so worthwhile. Like, I would much rather work with like you know, seven companies and they're just like my people mm -hmm. as opposed to reaching the masses and what, like, I want to build that community of like-minded companies where like, I work with you exclusively because we are tight. Right. Yes. And yes. I think that that's like a new, and I think too, it builds more brand. I mean, you tell me, I don't mm -hmm. know, but to me, it just feels like it creates more of a trustworthy brand because yes. you're not, your followers know, like you believe in this brand and that's who you're willing to promote as opposed to, oh, you know, she's just trying to pitch to me because she's making money on the side. A hundred percent. And what companies, my big companies don't get, you nailed it, that our young humans, our future consumers, our current consumers are savvier than ever. They can, they can see where you build stuff, how you built it, your core values. If you've been divorced, your own personal Instagram, how you're making personal decisions. Like there's so much transparency in the game. If you don't do it right from authentic space, like, you know, um, who you are is what you, you are who you authentically are when no one else is watching. There's some quote around that, but it's, it's kind of like when the camera's off and everything, like people are knowing what you're doing when the camera's off. Like when you're not on social media, like you can get into the minutia of these companies and understand where they come from. And that's good. So number one, that it holds accountability, but if you're a good human and you're doing stuff and you're trustworthy anyways, go ahead and dig in, like, look at it. Like, look, here's you're on the camera anyways. Like you're sharing so much. Like if the FBI was ever after me, all they have to do is like go on my Instagram and it's like, there yeah. you are at the gym. So it's, you, you know, it's, it, 
it's a very transparent space, but I always feel protective of my influencers because they're also get monetized by the big companies and don't get paid enough for all that they're giving away. If you have a million, you know, signs in your yard promoting all these things versus seven that you really believe they're too crowded. You can't see, but if you have seven signs and that's it, everyone can see that you held your boundaries on stuff. Maybe you didn't go after the paycheck, but you really believed in these relationships and that trust and transparency will pay dividends, not even monetarily, like authentically, spiritually, core value wise, like on so many levels. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's a crazy space to be in, but I'm, I'm super excited. I think that um, you, you will help me on my social and kind of dialing that in. And I can certainly help you on the partnerships. I'm actually gonna have a podcast coming out. And this was inspired by our conversations and a few other things that have come up. So I know God, Universe of Madonna is shoving me in a direction. Um, <laughs> and we're getting better at listening sort of as we get yes. older. But I, I think we're going to work together in the future. And I think we have some really good um, opportunities to like come from different sides of the table and then collectively help one another. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, Melissa, any good words of advice you want to share with our community before we jump off? Oh, man, I would just say, I mean, we, we kind of covered it, but I would just say, you know, like God has such a plan for every single person. And like, I know you said, like, I know there's a community on here, people that might know that or might not know that, but like you were born with a purpose, like you weren't just born to exist and, you know, you were created with a purpose, you're created with intention. And so lean into that voice. If you've never opened yourself up to that voice, be open because he wants to share that with you. He wants to talk to you and he wants that relationship. So yeah. Boom. There you go. And Melissa, where do we find you? Drop us. I'll of course include all your links, but hit us with some handles. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Melissa Lee, L-E-A Hughes. You can find me on TikTok at Melissa Lee Hughes. You can find me um, on Facebook, Melissa Lee Hughes, my website, Melissa Lee Hughes, or Melissa at MelissaLeeHughes.com. Listen to that branding. Boom. I like it. Please go check her out. Even if you're just curious, if you have a cringe on TikTok, I think if you check out what she's doing, the way she's doing it and the believability, I don't know if that's a word. Um, I think it'll shift your perspective. So it, it's a phenomenal avenue. And if you're listening to this, you're probably a varsity human and you get the joke. So I, I really encourage everyone to get on the mic, get in front of the camera and share the gospel as Melissa does, because it is, we have, we have important shit to do. So share the journey. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to, we're going to continue our journey. I don't even think we know how it's going to shape out, but um, I'm so thankful we crossed paths and I so appreciate what you're doing, your time and energy, and um, we'll keep in touch so we can uh, see how you grow and evolve. Thank you. I love it. And I love what you do. And I love your heart. You're such an amazing person. Oh, thank you so much. Um, we will chat again soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.